It's the Bradfield Weather Podcast, underwritten by Action Carpet and Floor Covering of Simsbury, a full-service, family-run flooring company. I am Dan Lavallo. He is meteorologist Brad Field, and we are putting this podcast together one month before Christmas, the day before Thanksgiving, November 25th. And Brad, here we are, still really no snow on the ground as we approach Thanksgiving. No, and nor will there be, uh, probably for another week or so at least, Dan. But we do have two storms of significance in the forecast. And that's going to be a big part of the forecast, including the fact that that first storm is going to have an effect on Thanksgiving Day, isn't it? Yes, it looks like uh, looks like the first raindrops are going to start falling, say, between 3 and 6 a.m. on Thanksgiving morning. And then it's going to rain a good part of the day throughout Thanksgiving. So uh, plan on rainy weather if you're doing any traveling around at all. Uh, it's going to be fairly normal with respect to temperatures, so not that cold. Temperatures uh, on Thanksgiving Day between 46 and 52 degrees. And it looks like, Dan, about a half an inch uh, of rain is going to occur. So let's call it a light to moderate rainfall for Thanksgiving. But then big doings coming in the early part of next week. Well, and that's that's a big part of the forecast. But getting back to the Thanksgiving Day rain, the good news is that the ground has not frozen yet, so that much-needed precipitation is going to soak in, and we really do need that, don't we? We still do. We still do. The, uh, the drought update uh, comes out on Thursday, so we can't update you this week yet, seeing that we're uh, making this broadcast on Wednesday. Uh, November 25th, but uh, we are heading in the right direction as far as that is concerned, Dan. The uh, drought situation in eastern Connecticut late this summer and the early part of the autumn was extreme, and uh, it's it's already been downgraded to moderate. And in uh, western Connecticut now, there's no concern at all out toward the New York border. And in the central part of the state, uh, they're calling the situation abnormally dry. But we are going to get about a half an inch of rain on Thanksgiving Day. I looked at the various models this morning. Uh, The GFS model has just under a half an inch of rain for the uh, area around Bradley International Airport. So this would be for Thanksgiving Day itself. The NAM, or the North American model, gives us about a half an inch of rainfall. Uh, Same with the National Weather Service product that I like, uh, giving about a half an inch of rain. And the European model, a little bit different, but not much, about a half an inch of rain for Thanksgiving in northwestern Connecticut. So we'd call that a light to moderate rainfall, but close to an inch of rain in southeastern Connecticut over toward Mystic and Stonington. I would classify that as a moderate to heavy snow uh, rain. I'm way ahead of myself, Dan. I was going to say snowfall. (laughs) Uh, A moderate to heavy rainfall uh, in the southeastern part of the state. So that's, uh, that's storm number one. Now, the good news that I have for you, Dan, is once we get rid of storm number one here for Thanksgiving Day, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday all look good. Uh, We're going to cool from mild on Friday to normal. 
for Saturday and Sunday as far as temperatures go. So some cooling over the weekend, but it looks very nice for Friday, for Saturday, and for Sunday. The big change and the big storm comes Monday and Tuesday of next week. Okay, so that actually is the perfect prelude to go to our On the Weather Map segment. Now, before we get to next week's storm, let's uh, talk again about the rain that's going to hit our area on Thanksgiving Day. Where is this storm coming from? All right, well, right now, Dan, on the weather map, we see a storm uh, in northeastern Missouri. Uh, It looks like that particular storm will track to, say, the Illinois-Indiana border by this evening and then track toward Detroit uh, and sort of be right over Detroit on Thanksgiving morning. Uh, Now, by Thanksgiving night, that storm is going to translate east. It's going to get caught in a west-to-east jet stream flow and move toward New York City. And then by Friday morning, that low is going to be off Cape Cod. So that is the track of the storm that's going to bring us the uh, coolish rain for Thanksgiving. Again, the first raindrops starting between, say, 3 in the morning and 6 in the morning on Thanksgiving Day, rainy throughout Thanksgiving morning and midday. And then as we head into the afternoon, uh, a slight drying pattern. I'd say that by 3 to 6 uh, p.m., Uh, Thanksgiving afternoon, the rain will end. And with the storm coming close uh, from New York City and then tracking to Cape Cod, can't rule out a rumble or two of thunder. But uh, I don't think that's going to be any big deal at all. So just kind of a rainy uh, Thanksgiving with temperatures between 46 and 52. So then that sets us up, I guess, for even a a mild uh, Friday and weekend before we go into December 1st. Isn't that right? Correct. We uh, will see on Friday morning with that uh, storm that gave us the rain on Thanksgiving moving off Cape Cod, the next weather maker for us will be high pressure building in from eastern Kentucky. So, uh, and we're also waiting on a cold front. Friday morning, a cold front will be strung out across the Great Lakes, but obviously that's west of us and the cold front still won't be here. So with high pressure over eastern Kentucky, Friday's looking nice. Uh, partial sunshine as we see skies clear and temperatures moving up into the 50s. So uh, nice and mild. Uh, on this date, uh, November 25th, climatology says the daytime high should be about 48 and the nighttime low should be about 31. So you see those Friday temperatures are quite a bit above average. By Saturday, though, that Great Lakes cold front will be sweeping off the New England coast. Uh, so we will start to see the temperatures drop off. I'd say Saturday we'll call it seasonable. Um, with that 48 being seasonable, so I'm saying 46 to 52 on Saturday. On Sunday morning, the high over Kentucky will now be located on the Pennsylvania-New Jersey border, so very close to us, giving us uh, subsidence in the atmosphere or downward motion, which inhibits the development of clouds. So it looks like Sunday will be a sunny day, very nice day. Again, temperature between 46 and 52. But very suspiciously on Sunday, Dan, a low-pressure system is going to be forming near New Orleans. And that is going to play a huge role in our weather early next week. 
The Bradfield Weather Podcast is underwritten by Action Carpet and Floor Covering of Simsbury. I want to talk a moment about Action Carpet and Floor Covering of Simsbury, underwriters of the Bradfield Weather Podcast. Action Carpet and Floor Covering is a full-service, licensed, family-run flooring company serving the entire region. Action Carpet and Floor Covering was founded in 1993 by Kevin Blake, and Action Carpet and Floor Covering serves both residential and commercial customers, offering brand-name flooring covering products in vinyl, laminate, hardwood, carpet, area rugs, and tile, plus backsplash. Action Carpet and Floor Covering installs, plus offers professional cleaning services, and will repair water damage. Action Carpet and Floor Covering has certified specialists in mold and mildew remediation, free estimates on all installations. Free quotes are also offered for insurance estimates. I'll tell you what, Action Carpet and Floor Covering is your go-to business for your floor covering, flooring, tile needs, you name it. They are your go-to business. In fact, Action Carpet and Floor Covering wants their customers to be beyond satisfied. They want to be considered their customers' one and only flooring company. Call Action Carpet and Floor Covering of Simsbury today at 860-651-8406. That's 860-651-8406. Or go online at action-carpet.com. That's action-carpet.com. Action Carpet and Floor Covering, a full-service flooring company. Monday will be the meteorological calendar start to winter, December the 1st, and we are going to see some dramatic changes. Before we talk about that, it's uh, always interesting to note that the sunlight has a big effect on our weather, and as we put this podcast together, Brad, we now have five hours and 40 minutes less of daylight than we had at the start of summer, so you see how that controls our weather. No, and I'm uh, I find myself very very tied to that because uh, I've been getting up in the mornings around uh, five forty-five or so, and uh, you know help get my wife and my younger son uh, off to their respective works in the morning, a little uh, coffee making and so forth. But I'll tell you those days prior to uh, Halloween, before we changed the clocks. It was uh, very hard to get motivated and going for me in the morning because it was dark. It was like being up in the middle of the night. But now, even with that subtle change, you know, you can sort of see the sun starting to come over the horizon. Um, you know, as my wife's getting off to work at about quarter to seven or something like that, and you don't really need your 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 main headlights and your high beams when you're driving. I mean, so it 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 gives you a little bit more optimism when you when you get that sunlight and daylight. So uh, yeah, that that fact that we've lost five hours, Dan, uh, very very significant. Um, you know, my son comes home from his work at 4.30. He leaves his work. Uh, he's got about an hour commute. And he said it's, you know, headlights all the way. So uh, it's, it's the time of year, uh, but it's a lot better, I guess, than living up in Kodiak, Alaska, <laughs> or somewhere where they're not going to see sun till uh, what is it, uh, 
March or something. Yeah. I mean, they, they'll, they'll go months without seeing the sun. So, uh, you know, I hear Alaska's beautiful, but I don't think I'd want to live there. <laughs> I know I wouldn't <laughs> want to live there, that's for sure. So, okay, uh, we, we, we look ahead to the week of November 30th, which falls on a Sunday, and then the next day, Monday, is December 1st. And so as we return to our On the Weather Map segment, this is going to be when the, the big storm comes in next week. Talk about that. Correct, correct. The, uh, the storm forming on Sunday near New Orleans is going to become uh, very powerful and very complex. Uh, I think by Monday morning, we will see a low-pressure area near Cleveland, Ohio, and a secondary storm near Columbia, South Carolina. And they are both going to be trekking to the east and northeast, such that by Tuesday morning, uh, the primary low should be around Syracuse, New York, with a secondary low uh, off of Atlantic City, New Jersey. So that entire time frame upon the approach of these systems, we will see rain developing on Monday, and it will rain Monday night, and it will rain most of the day on Tuesday. And, Dan, this rain could be hard. It could be a bountiful rainfall. Uh, I looked at the European computer model, and from the time uh, they, they uh, measure in global time, which is uh, also called Z time or Zulu time, um, and they measure from 12 Z Monday to 12 Z Tuesday. And essentially what that is is 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And in that time frame from Monday to Tuesday, the European computer model is predicting two to four inches of rain for Connecticut. So that would be great as far as the drought aiding situation is concerned. So if we get a half an inch, say, on uh, Thanksgiving Day, and we get about three inches on uh, the Monday-Tuesday time frame, that is going to really, really help. Uh, we were down um, last week when I gave you the stats. We were down uh, 25% this year. We, we only received 75% of the normal rainfall. Well, this three and a half inches that I'm expecting between Thanksgiving and Monday and Tuesday will greatly diminish that. Instead of being down 25%, we might end up only being down 10 or 15%. So we are absolutely trending in the right direction. And you mentioned this too, Dan, very significant that it's happening now when the ground is not frozen so that the water can percolate through the water table and, and help the, the well water situation and so forth for the upcoming winter. Now, part of the big story here, though, involving that storm next week, Monday and Tuesday, and maybe even into Wednesday, is there's no snow in the forecast in relation to this storm for the Connecticut region. Is that correct? That is correct, Dan. So keep, keep this in mind, okay? We're going to have a low pressure near Syracuse, New York. That's the primary and the secondary will be near Atlantic City, New Jersey. Now, these are the surface systems. There are upper-level systems that steer the storms as well. So what we're looking at here is when you have the counterclockwise around low pressure, uh, if the storm were just over Atlantic City and coming up the coast, if we had uh, cold air nearby, 
we very likely would see snow across at least the interior sections of New England. But it's that primary low over Syracuse, New York, that's messing up the whole uh, upper-level pattern. So just kind of picture a storm off to our west and northwest up in Syracuse, New York, with a counterclockwise flow around it. You're going to get an intrusion of milder air at least up at cloud level, which would would mean that uh, the precipitation leaving the cloud, the the high clouds, would be in the form of snow. But there would be that intrusion of warm air in the middle levels of the atmosphere that would melt the snowflakes into raindrops. So uh, it's that Syracuse low that's sort of messing it up if, if you're a snow lover. Also, it's a little bit early. Things still have to go pretty much exactly right to get a big snowstorm late November 1st day or so of December. But uh, the, the, the system off Atlantic City, picture that uh, counterclockwise flow around that. That's going to try to keep our surface winds tucked in from the northeast and, and uh, north. So even though it's warm up at cloud level, it still might be cool at the ground. So, you know, this could end up being a cold rainstorm for us, but I really do not expect that it's going to be a surprise and give us snow or anything like that because the storm out near Syracuse is going to mess up the upper atmosphere to the point that it's going to be too mild over New England to support snow. But west of the track of the primary, so we're saying that 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 uh, primary storm tracks on Monday uh, from near uh, Cleveland, Ohio, to Tuesday near Syracuse, New York. West of that track, there can be a lot of snow. Places like Indiana, uh, places like um, p- parts of Ohio, especially western Ohio, on up into the Great Lakes and on up into Canada. Uh, and, and then even as, as the storm goes by, the Syracuse area, uh, and the flow turns around to northwest, there can be lake effect uh, snow showers, I would think, uh, kicking into Buffalo and, and, uh, and uh, up to um, Rochester, for example, once this storm goes by and the cold air uh, starts to uh, come in, or at least the cold front sweeps through, turns the winds around to the west and northwest. So... Uh, we'll, we'll see about that. The Great Lakes are, are, are pretty warm with respect to what's average. So um, it could be lake effect rain showers instead of snow showers, but uh, the upper atmosphere will be cooling. So, so we'll see about that. So look into your crystal ball then, our crystal ball segment. You like to remind our audience that when we get a storm of this magnitude, the storm that's coming in next week, it can be a weather changer as far as changing patterns, jet streams, etc. What is this storm going to do? Well, it's sort of tipping its hand now, Dan. Um, it's energy coming into the Pacific Northwest, and by uh, virtue of satellite imagery now, you know, we can look at these things when they're out over the Pacific and, and see how they're moving and stuff. Well, this is going to kind of um, move sort of parabolically. It's going to move up and then down. And then it's going to you know, move, say, in, in through Vancouver area and then a sort of uh, sweep southeast down toward Texas and Oklahoma. So, and, then, and then curve back up to the 
the north, um, coming through those places I mentioned, Cleveland and Syracuse, and then moving up into eastern Canada. So you can almost see the, the uh, I guess the best word is parabolic course of the storm. It's kind of in a, a, in a ridge and then a trough, and then it sort of ridges back up again. And I see this being the pattern changer. So the storm coming into the Pacific Northwest now, diving toward Texas and Oklahoma, once it gets there, it's going to pull in lots of tropical moisture from the western Gulf of Mexico. And that warm tropical moisture will be interacting with a cold pool of air in the upper atmosphere. That's what the low pressure is. It's cold air in the upper levels of the atmosphere. So it's going to kick off a heck of a storm. I think this is going to start establishing the pattern of ridging in the west and then troughing in the central and the eastern part of the country. So uh, I look uh, out into the uh, crystal ball segment. I look out towards, say, the middle of next week, Dan, Wednesday, uh, first few days of December. It looks like the cool air will be uh, mainly centered in Texas, uh, the southeast part of the country, up through the mid-Atlantic. I think here in Connecticut, we are going to be about normal uh, during those first several days of December. So the uh, normal temperature now is about 48 on a daily basis. As we head into the first week of December, it's more like the low 40s on a daily basis. So I see that. I don't see any Arctic cold yet, but I see uh, a definite cooling trend. So it looks like a cooler weather, and uh, it still looks like it could stay fairly stormy because we've got that ridging in the west, which would produce um, downward motion in the atmosphere, which produces uh, what, I, what I called earlier subsidence, which inhibits the development of cloud cover, where the troughing is just the opposite. It promotes upward motion in the atmosphere, which allows the air to cool as it's moving vertically up through the atmosphere. It can't hold as much moisture as it did at a warmer temperature value. So you start getting the whole condensation process happening, clouds, storms, and so forth. So troughing usually leads to uh, more stormy weather. So I do see above average precipitation in here uh, for that first week or so of December. But the, 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 this storm, we could look back on this storm and say the one that's coming Monday and Tuesday and just being a big rainstorm here, but it's, it's changing sort of the whole upper flow dynamics. And if they stayed locked in that way for the winter, we could have quite a winter. Um, an analog situation would be if it stayed locked in like that would be the winter of 1995 and 1996. Now I'm not saying that's going to happen, but the winter of 1995 and 1996 is one of the worst that we can remember. Um, we ended up with uh, 10 feet of snow at Bradley international airport, 120 inches of snow in the winter of 1995 and 1996. And I think there was one day in early January, maybe the 8th or the 10th or something like that of January of 1996, that we had the record level of snow depth on the ground. So that means an undisturbed surface. 
You know, there's been no shoveling, there's been no plowing, there's been no blowing or drifting. 38 inches on the level, Dan, at Bradley International Airport. So, you know, that's Bradley, a lot lower than places out your way. That's right. Uh, such as Winstead, Winstead and Goshen and those guys. So uh, I, I'm sure that, you know, during a winter season, uh, Norfolk, for example, probably ends up with three feet on the ground at some point in time. So it's probably not that dramatic a thing for, for the folks in the, in the hills. But when you live in the valley, that's a heck of a lot of snow. By the way, before we wrap up our podcast, I was reading, and again, we're putting this together on November 25th, 2020, that on November 25th, 1950, so that would be 70 years ago, as this podcast is recorded, 70 years ago today, we were hit with a major rain and windstorm in Connecticut. I don't know if uh, you recall any of that as far as reading in the history books, but apparently the weather history books show that we got slammed on November 25th, 1950. You're very kind, Dan. I thought you were going to stop and say, <laughs> "Do I remember any of this?" <laughs> I know I'm I glad didn't remember it. Part, I'm glad you added the part about in the history yeah. books. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no, I, 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 number one, I was not alive then. Close, Nor was I. Not, not yet. Yeah, and okay, and uh, I did not read about that, Dan. But uh, it, those are fascinating when you when you read back on some of the uh, old historical accounts. I I love reading back to um, the time of even you know when the when the Pilgrims uh, yes. landed in, in in Plymouth, and and you know their diaries of like the the storms that happened in the uh, 1600s and 1700s, and uh, I, I'm, I'm a history buff for American history, and uh, the, the the winter of uh, Washington crossing the Delaware and stuff. I mean, that was one of the worst winters on ever. Uh, if you if you look back and 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 try to see it historically, um, you know, uh, personally, a big fan of uh, you know Davy Crockett and Jim Bowie at the Alamo. Big fan of Daniel Boone exploring into Kentucky. Uh, that that winter, I want to say, I want to say it was the winter of 1777-1778. I think it was that winter, or it might have been uh, the winter before. But that was like, people were worried actually about dying because the weather was so severe, so so bad. They were just, you know, trying to huddle around fires and stay alive. So reading these historical accounts is really fascinating. For sure. We don't know how lucky we have it in many respects. By the way, getting back to the big storm next week, will there be wind accompanying this storm? Uh, yeah, I don't think there'll be anything dramatic, Dan. Um, the, the, uh, the, winds will, the winds will primarily be uh, south of the uh, secondary so the secondary will be around Atlantic City, and if that secondary were to cut to our west, say move from Atlantic City like right up through the Hudson River Valley or whatever, we'd have gales out of the south. But uh, as it turns out, I think the warm front's going to get hung up south of Connecticut, and I think the wind is going to be south of the warm front. So 
the answer to your question is no. I don't. I don't think there'll be any like damaging wind or anything like that. The the wind could kick in after the storm goes by. So uh, you know, toward the middle of next week, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, which I didn't really look into with that much uh, specificity. You'll see in a minute. My forecast basically goes through Tuesday, so only the first couple of days of December. But I do think once the storm goes by the wind will kick in from the west and northwest and you know we could have a real windy day maybe on wednesday okay well as we put a wrap on our podcast then we're putting this together on the day before thanksgiving november 25th how about giving us our immediate forecast all right dan well for the remainder of today kind of a bleak november day just kind of cloudy and chilly temperature between 38 and 44 so uh Places up near Torrington are not going to get out of the upper 30s today. Uh, but then down toward uh, the Connecticut shoreline from New Haven over to New London uh, should be in the mid-40s. As far as tonight is concerned, I do not expect the temperatures to change. So uh, even though it's 38 and cloudy and chilly for the high in Torrington today, you might think, well, tonight when the temperature drops, it's going to snow. Well, I don't think the temperatures are going to drop. I think they're going to stay uh, steady all night, so 38 to 44, with some showers developing toward daybreak. Now, for Thanksgiving Day, I expect a rainy day. We'll call it periods of rain, maybe a rumble or two of thunder, uh, temperature between 46 and 52. Uh, Thanksgiving night, we'll see partial clearing developing late at night, 40 to 45. Friday looks like mixed sun and clouds and mild temperatures in the 50s. Remember, we're still ahead of the cold front on Friday, so it should be a mild day. For Saturday now, the front has swept through. It's mostly sunny and seasonable. Could be a little breezy. Temperature 46 to 52. Sunday, I expect bright sun. It could be one of those days where we get 100% of the possible sunshine. 46 to 52. Monday, rain developing, probably during the morning. It looks like it's going to rain heavily at times, uh, Monday afternoon and especially Monday night. Rain for a good part of Tuesday. By midday or late in the day on Tuesday, the rain could start to stop. Uh, temperatures between 46 and 52, uh, both Monday and Tuesday as well. And again, Dan, early uh, estimate. Uh, the GFS computer model is giving us an inch and a half of rain uh, on the Monday-Tuesday storm, and the European computer model is giving us two to four inches. So no matter how you cut it, it looks like a big rainstorm coming in on Monday and Tuesday. Yeah, it sure does. Rain is the operative word. There's no question about that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, Brad, always uh, we have to specify because, believe it or not, some of our podcast audience is not in the United States. So to those who are listening to our podcast in the United States, a happy Thanksgiving. And uh, to uh, our first responders around the world, a big thank you for all that they do. And to you and Sandy and our podcast audience, uh, have, a, have a great weekend. Again, to those in the USA, happy Thanksgiving. Dan, perfectly said. I appreciate the sentiments, and uh, right back at you and Susan and, and uh, to our podcast audience as well. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody.
Thanks, Brad. The Bradfield Weather Podcast has been underwritten by Action Carpet and Floor Covering of Simsbury, a full-service, family-run flooring company.